0: After we'd explored the forgotten caverns, we'd finally found the city of Kaldosh, the home of the silver-veined orcs. I was equipped with the heart of the mountain ring, with the new silver added to the ruby, the spirits of those long-dead lovers still held within. Ah, to see it reflect in the light is a pleasure in and of itself, I tell you. Us ready boys had our plan to take the Resister's Manifesto to the leaders in hopes of gaining an alliance. Though their city was magnificent, full of mystery and wonder, the answers they gave us were quite unexpected.
1: After claiming the Law of Hospitality, a dozen silvervein soldiers march you through the city toward their king. They bear shields with a small X beside a large I, the same symbol of the silvervein tribe seen on Nox's amulet before melding into Kal'un's ring, or at least part of it. They wield spears, the heads of which are immaculately forged from silver. The orc soldiers are a collection of men and women— none of them too happy to be escorting outsiders. You are heading from the Warriors' Final Pass between the Silver Axe District and the Onyx Hall District toward the Bloodgate District, which seems to be at the center of this city. As you're taken through the city slowly and determinately, many of the orcs stop in shock and rush to the edges of the road, staring wide-eyed, whispering to each other, Their golden-yellow eyes skirt from face to face, cringing and tensing when their eyes fall to Kal'un. One mother grabs their child just before running into the street to get a closer look. She picks them up, their arms flailing in rebellion, as she storms into the house, slamming the door behind her.
2: Wow. It
1: seems like they think we're the monsters.
3: Well, yeah, especially, especially you, man. They really don't like dwarves, do they?
0: Well, no, I'm I'm part orc. They can see that. I'm sure. I think they're probably looking mm-hmm. at you all. You just found that you're part orc. There's yeah. no way that they think that you're part orc. You look
2: like a, just a huge dwarf.
0: Yeah. Nah, I can I could tell my entire life, and they they knew.
1: No, I didn't. Janessa just turns around. She's kind of more at the front. She's like, uh, "You just look like the biggest dwarf they've ever met."
0: <laughs> ah, well, I'll take that
4: as a compliment. To be fair, I look pretty weird. I mean, look at my eyes.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: that's true. That's true. You I'm glad you there. said it, cause I'm probably the
2: only normal-looking one here. Oh, that's yeah.
3: true. I hold up my hammer hand. I'm like, uh, no, I think I look pretty normal
4: too. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's got all those
1: normal uh, tattoos on his chest, and these normal right.
4: muscles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the orcs like stomps their spear on the ground and just kind of gives a a wry look turning around. Janessa says, oh, uh, keep your hands raised. Uh, Don't wave that hammer around. We don't want them thinking we're reaching for anything. Uh, Rory starts
2: gesturing uh, really big, like they can't understand what he's saying, and he says, "Uh, take us to your leader. Can you understand what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Janessa just kind of elbows you and says, "That's, that's where they're taking us. That's what they said
2: i uh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention.
1: You guys got any hot wine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we shouldn't talk as much, Janessa <laughs> says. All right, yeah. let's
3: just keep going. That's, that's a good idea.
1: Aye. Yeah, you guys are walking and talking, basically, as these orcs are leading you through the, the largest district. The city, you see, is built into a cavernous landing. The small reflections coming from the cave ceiling are a hundred feet above you, and they glitter like the stars. At the western edge of the city to your left, you see there is nothing but black. Docks end at the beginning of a vast abyss of underground waters. Whoa! The sound of a river draws near as you walk north. And after one final turn onto the major street, which is tiled with silver and obsidian mosaic, you see a massive dragon skull. This is at the Dragon's Fall District. You guys have come into that area. Mm. You continue down this mosaic pathway. As you draw closer, you see its jaws are open and lead travelers onto a mighty glass bridge. The dragon's skull features two horns spiraling up into the air, nearly touching the stalactites of the cavern ceiling. Blocking the entrance to the bridge are two royal guards in silver breastplates, sitting atop lime-green lizards, large as horses. At the sight of you, they turn their heads. One lizard licks its eyeball and shifts in surprise at the strange-looking beings. You four. (laughs)
3: <laughs> can I make a history check to see if I recognize, or um, I don't know if it would be history or what?
1: I, it actually doesn't even require a check. You just, you recognize uh, the skull and can piece it together. It looks dead on similar to the image of the red ruby dragon, uh, the red gem.
3: Serenco. Uh, Sarenko. Serenco. Uh,
1: yeah, from the Dwarven uh, underground caverns. Something the the, we just saw, like, a couple hours ago. So the Dwarven
3: <laughs> the dwarven dragon skull is in the orc camp.
1: Yes, and more than just the skull.
2: Wow. Um, well, the rest of Un, it's
1: is here, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hopefully not its fire.
1: Kal'un, you can hear them speaking in orcish as your ring and weapon now give you the ability to understand but not speak orcish, but you can hear them saying that they must allow these prisoners before the king for judgment, that the ambassador, Janessa, the half-orc, has come peacefully, claiming hospitality. The guards separate with with kind of a grunt, and the lizard mounts move quickly but accurately out of the way. Hmm. You continue over the bridge, The very middle is filled with large glass pieces so you can watch the waters flow beneath your feet and the bioluminescent moss under the white waters. Around you stands the rest of the dragon skeleton. You look up and there are dozens of vertebrae directly above your head. To your left and right, the rib cage dipping into the waters below and beyond the seeming spires columns of wing bones. You follow these until the tail leans left before the Grand Silver Palace. Basically, the tail just kind of like turns and goes with the flow of the water coming down. I should find a better way to say that.
3: <laughs> so you're saying that this is the Cyan Palace?
1: hmm
4: that you're coming up
3: to. Okay, gotcha.
4: And We, we definitely entered through this... Dragon skeleton mouth. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. The mouth is like built into the bridge. And then when you're walking on the bridge you can see the whole skeleton around you. Yeah. So when you yeah. watch as the vertebrae it becomes its its tail as it goes down into the waters. So it's like any visitors to the Cyan Palace symbolically have to be
2: eaten and then pooped out by the dragon.
0: Nice. That's what it right. takes, I guess. <clears throat> wow. We were just digested by a ghost.
1: It's like it's poetry. I don't feel any
4: different. I do.
1: I really want to see Rory's attempt at poetry. <laughs> it would definitely have a lot to do with poop. Boom, yeah, I've, bang, smash. It's a haiku. That's a Rory haiku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walk through the dragon's guts. Boy, stinky down here. <laughs> this palace seems to be built as a last stand against invaders. The front façade juts out like a fortress and is built into the mountain roots behind it. The gates before you are made of large silver spikes, shaped like stalagmites, with obsidian metals webbed erratically between the posts all connected by thick glass. The obsidian is accented by lines of cyan blue and green matching the palace. Janessa looks at her black leather armor decorated with silver chains in the same colors accenting, and realizes that her unique style is no longer so unique.
3: Janessa, you said,
1: yeah, she wears black armor with the, those same colors accenting, oh, wow. um, and uh, a lot of silver jewelry on her ears and even in her French braided hair. And I will say, um, just a reminder: all the silver vein they have like a grayish toned skin, so very similar to Janessa. Mm. Beyond the gate is the royal court, where orcs sit about the undercommon garden. Short trees made of black rootwork and white fungal leaves. What looks like small coral grows from the ground in shocks of blues and purples. Six massive pillars stand at the palace entrance. The three left pillars depict murals painted figureheads standing over pivotal historical scenes. A large golden figure stands in the middle pillar, carving out three smaller figures representing the three orc tribes. One purple on the left pillar, one silver in the center pillar, and one green on the right pillar. Beneath the purple orc is the image of a bird, Beneath the silver vein orc, a silver battle axe. And beneath the green orc, a boar's head. The three right pillars work to make a glimmering depiction of a dragon. Its scales a shining silver. Its maw is turned upward in a roar of victory. And its front right claw is crushing a red mound. As you draw closer, the image reveals that it is in fact the head of a red dragon with two spiral horns fallen dwarven figures smatter the bottom of these three pillars between the two sets of pillars above the main entrance is an image of a great eagle-like bird its wings spread out and the head of which is looming over any who enter it seems its beak is open with a fierce screech the wings are an amalgam of bright blues Purples, reds, pink, and bright greens. This place is gorgeous. Yeah, that's
4: quite the murals. They must have been working on this for years. Dare I say thousands?
1: Centuries, Centuries.
0: <laughs> I I must admit Centuries. I got tired of living underground growing up, but if it wasn't a place like this I might not have.
1: Among the courtyard a few warriors and tribal leaders are speaking openly. Drinking from onyx cups, they all stop and watch as the procession walks by. One large warrior stands affixing a saddle onto a turquoise lizard with a quiver of javelins. He has gray skin and a circle of hair at the top of his head, making a long braid resting on his back next to a silver gray axe. He turns and grunts at the sight of your group. A piece of flesh is missing from his top lip, just above his left tusk, giving him a constant grimace. The large doors are opened by two royal guards, and you are shown through.
3: Do, does the axe look like the axe in the mural?
1: It does, in fact, look like the—it is a, a single blade, seems to be rough cut, and the axe looks like you could hold it—obviously, you would hold it with two hands— And even your upper hand would grab the hilt and the blade would keep going, like there's a space for your hand. It's almost like a giant cleaver or hatchet. Wow. That's cool. And it does match, in fact, the the small image on the pillar. Okay. As you are taken through the obsidian mosaic hallways with the same silver kind of intertwined on the ground, you finally come to an opening. An elderly orc with a crown fashioned from the jaw of a wyvern sits upon a silver block throne. From there, he watches as your group is lined up before him. You stand upon carvings in the floor, a series of three jagged lines with two small X's, one before and after the first dash, matching again the amulet that Nox was wearing. The king turns to you all giving a judging glare.
3: Uh, I, I just want to wave and say peace and well met. Are you waving your hammer? Uh, no, not waving my hammer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Janessa's just kind of like giving a small awkward wave. Uh, we we come to entreaty your aid. And uh, a hand raises and closes from the king, and he looks to Janessa and says, So... An ambassador, yet you've brought enemy warriors into our home. Explain your behavior. And Janessa looks to Telnius and just kind of gives, like, a small shrug, like, sorry. And she turns back to the king. Uh, yeah, I am, uh, Janessa. Uh, as my friend here, uh, not an enemy, <laughs> uh, uh, said, we-we come to-we come with- Peace. Uh, you see, I'm I'm a captain, and she kind of steps forward with the resistors, uh, those who oppose the crown, a- a- and 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 these are all allies here with me. Uh, uh, Queen Brittany <laughs> of the resistors, who who leads the resistors, uh, sh- she understands your position under the current monarchy and and your mistreatment. And the king brings up his hand again. And closes it, and Janessa, like, goes silent. Hmm. You speak of much I have not heard of, these resistors, Queen Brittany. <laughs> it sounds like outsider folly. I am King Rock here. It is good to meet you, Janessa. I am happy you have made your way into our city. But these others you bring, you call them ally. But the elves and dwarves, they have never been allies to the orc. They have made war with us since the beginning of time. And the humans? The humans strip our minds bare, leaving us with nothing. We are not allies, as you say. And Janessa is, like, visibly sweating, yeah. <laughs> and she kind of steps back a little bit as if she's she's now like, I have no idea what to say.
3: Telnius uh, puts his hand on Janessa's shoulder and says, Great king, you are right, and what you speak of is exactly why we're here something must change and we want to be those ambassadors that bring about the change, that unite elves, dwarves and orc and human to resist the ways of tradition and bring about a new world Can I make a persuasion check?
1: Yeah, go ahead and roll persuasion I turn to Rory, halflings too
2: buddy, don't worry Oh, oh shit. Thank you <laughs> I always get left out.
1: Oh, my bad. I
3: just... I looked around and I saw everybody. I just missed you, bud.
2: You looks right over my head. I get yep. it. Yep. All right, don't worry. I'll make sure we don't get left out.
3: Yeah. Uh, that's a 24 <laughs> on persuasion.
1: He, he kind of thinks for a second. And he says, A new world you speak of. Can you uh, help me understand what exactly that would entail? Yes, I can. I have this and I pull out the
3: resistor's manifesto.
1: Nice. And I will say like yeah, he's he's speaking common. There's no translation going on between Janessa. He understands y'all. And so one of the like royal guard attendants comes over and takes the manifesto from you and brings it to Rockier. King Rockier takes the manifesto from his attendant. He reads through the five bullets. The third one says, Orcs will no longer be seen as the beasts our histories have regarded them. Just as humans, elves, and dwarves hold good and evil within their race, the same remains true for the Orcish folk. They will be given rights, held to the same standards as all citizens of Treyland and have equal representation on the High Council.
3: And you see in the manifesto, like... In Rory's uh, scribbled handwriting and halflings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. That's bullet point number one for oh, the halflings. Okay, gotcha. gotcha mm. Okay. But like doubly so for halflings. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Even
2: still, I wrote it in later on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brittany was just like, "What the hell?
2: I wrote it right here."
0: Well, yeah, but by the time you got to bullet point five, bullet point one was long right. forgotten. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I wasn't nice. able to read the whole thing in one sitting anyway. <laughs>
1: The king kind of thinks to himself and gives the manifesto back to his attendant. As good as this sounds, I do not wish to make another deal with those who would betray their word on paper. We have made contracts with the humans before. It has not gone well. In fact, it is what started the Orkish wars. Nearly 600 years ago.
3: That's... That's a fair point. Tell us, King. What will it take to prove that we mean more than just words on a piece of paper?
1: You say you are against the current monarchy. Is that true?
3: Yes. Oh, aye. 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 Very
1: much so. They like, hell us up, Gen- am I right? mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Janessa's <laughs> like nodding her head. Y- yes. Yes, King. They... They are the ones who have betrayed us before. They, uh, took advantage of our people, our workers in the mines. It led my grandfather, Croc Silvervane, to form rank. Our people were tired and angry. And he actually stands up and kind of stretches his shoulders a bit. The final blow was Rorick Popkin killing Croc Silvervane. It was a crushing blow for us. Our spirits were defeated as he begins to, like, descend the stairs off of his throne. Everything we had worked for. The siege of Ben Ness. And he kind of gives a look over at Kowloon. And our advancement on Octocreg. All of it felt worthless. It was then inevitable that we would lose the war. But since then and he actually kind of hits your chest, Telnius, with the papers in hand, like handing them back to you, but he he does it rather aggressively.
3: I put my—I grasp the papers back from him.
1: Since then, and he begins kind of pacing in front of the line of you, five collected here. The three tribes have kept to themselves, kept a certain peace, staying true to our new treaty, an unspoken understanding That we would stay in the crags and in the forests.
4: I have my hand, like, over my chest, and it's, like, over my heart, and I just kind of take a knee. Permission to speak,
1: your highness. And it's actually just as he's ending in front of you, and he does, like, a general's, like, quick turn toward you, and his six-foot-five figure kind of looms over you. You may. We have traveled quite a long distance over the past year.
4: The rule we are speaking of right now has tried to extend its reign to the New Lands off to the east. And it is in those New Lands that we have fought and triumphed over that very rule. And we look to do the same here in Treyland. We have come quite a long way and have battled many things in order to bring this manifesto directly to your hands. Please consider the option for peace. I hand
3: the manifesto back to him or put it out.
1: It will not be so easy to gain our allyship. You see, as we speak, some human dark sorcerer has taken the minds of the Tusker tribe. They've been imbued with some type of sorcery. They now threaten to undo the years of stability that we have worked so hard to achieve and he's back in front of Telnius and he's pushing your hand back into your chest but at this you guys hear footsteps appear and a voice chimes in from the darkness from the entrance you guys came in and you hear yes but if the dark sorcerer is helping them gain new powers perhaps we should join them and coming into the light of this kind of inner sanctum is the warrior you saw outside with the long braid and the silver great axe? The king looks over. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us, Prince Orin. Done flirting with the girls, I see. What exactly is your plan after our people are turned into mindless demons by this sorcerer?
0: <laughs> your Majesty, if you want new power then witness what just two joined races were able to create. And I draw Gylock as quickly as I can and piece it together and hold it out for him.
1: Wow. Uh, roll a performance check. That is a 23 on performance. King here takes a step back as you wield Gylock in front of him, the two ends locking in the middle, and almost like a burst of red and silver from its center, especially a glow from your ring. And the king says, Where did you get that? And he's looking at the ring.
0: I found it when I was escaping from me, uh, estranged family when I was exiled from bin But since then, I have been with these boys on an incredible journey. And we came through that same cavern, and I discovered something new about both the ring and Gaelic here and then I speak the words that allow the two inside to speak, both Nox and uh, v- Videlma <laughs> See for yourself as my ancestor and yours were once not only allies but lovers
1: Nox and Fidelma appear as apparitions before you, Whoa. and Nox is like Hey, Ooh, back out <laughs> so soon Alright, oh, oh and Fidelma's like, huh, I was right in the middle of a nap. Oh! <laughs> and the king approaches them. You see Prince Orin. He kind of rolls his eyes and begins, like, walking over to one of the pillars. He leans against it and takes out a mushroom and just starts cutting it and, like, eating raw pieces of it. Just kind of nice. watching. Like, he's, he's, not, he's trying to act not impressed. <laughs> and the king says, hmm, I recognize... This blade, I recognize you yeah it 's me, Nox Silvervane, you know, from yeah, gotten a lot of trouble way back in the day. Your folly ended up bringing an advantage to our people, but not for the right reasons
0: i I speak into Nox's mind and I say, try making your voice a bit deeper <laughs> he'll respect you
1: more. <laughs> Man up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He, he like cost. Um, look, yes, you're right. That was wrong of me to keep my relationship in the dark when I was of uh, the royal family, but look what happened as a result of everyone finding out. Your, your hatred led to the the killing of of many 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 people, and Fidelma's like, "I get it," <laughs> and she puts her uh, like she face palms real yeah. hard.
0: Yeah, I also face palm. <laughs> Everyone face palms.
1: Yeah, face palm. Yeah. The king reaches out his hand and says, "Let me see the weapon you have forged."
0: I I release it willingly. I just hand it over.
1: He kind of twirls it a few times, looks at the blade, the make, the inscriptions on it. This is all very cute and all, but one weapon is not going to take away centuries of mistreatment. He gives you back the blade and he says, even if I were to agree to this and sign your manifesto, my people would not answer to the call. They respect me, and you may gain some of the Silvervane, but you would gain no forces near what Croc Silvervane could gain back in the Orkish Wars.
3: <sighs> well, every little bit helps.
1: What are your demands? And the king kind of, like, looks up, and Prince Orin actually begins to walk forward again. Father, it just not makes sense for us to side with this one here. He kind of pats Janessa on the back. Although this was a great attempt, using some outdated law to gain entrance and audience with the king, I'll give you that. But sorcerer or not, do you all think you and your queen have what it takes to make right what the humans and dwarves have done against our people? You will give us some new treaty that will further make our people invisible, but not before using our fleets. I think those are the terms, right? Dead orc for your throne? Come on, man. Quit busting our balls here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, man. What we're doing, we're not doing for any kind of throne. You have no idea who we are or what we've been through, and you have no idea what the world is up against right now. You have a couple of choices here. You can either join us... ...and help overthrow the evil that threatens all of the living beings on the planet. And then you can go back to your mountain or whatever. Or you can stay here and risk the fate of everybody in the world. So it's up to you. Including yourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, when I said everybody in the world, I meant even you.
1: Janessa walks up behind Rory, trying to make her own six-foot-two a presence in front of these orc leaders... And she puts a hand on your shoulder and says, More than enough halflings have already given their lives for the cause. We would ask nothing more or less from the orc and any that follow Lady Brit. And we can't make those things right. But we can try to start over. Make a new world, as Telnius said. Queen Brit is different from the Popkins, She is worthy of your trust, and willing to prove it, the king thinks again, turning his back to you all. But only a silver vein could make claims who is and who is not an ally of the orc. Not some half-orc vagabond. At that, Janessa takes a necklace from under her leather armor. At the end of the chain is an uncut, roundish piece of silver. Stamped in the front is a series of three jagged lines with two small X's, one before and one after the first dash. When when I was found in the hot cleave forest as a baby, I had been offered up as a sacrifice on some altar, all because I was a half-blood. But now I call on you and my ancestors to see the new truth. The new truth that allows you to participate equally at the table. I face firsthand the ridicule of the public, hid for many years. But if we do not act, their assumptions will continue to pervade generation To generation, if we do not prove them wrong. Enough! Do not make it our task to change the world's mind. Prince Orin may be brash, but he knows the heart of the orc. And no matter how pretty your words and your blades are, we all know only a champion could rally the tribes under a new banner of leadership. And not since Croc Silvervane has a Rockspire champion been named. Then, then how do I do that? What? How do I become a Rockspire champion? (laughs) Oren comes up and says, Oh, I have tried before, little girl. This was the result he points to his scar, the flesh missing over his lip. I do not think you have quite what it takes. I hold up my hammer. I'm like, I mean, I've got scars, too. So
2: you're saying that even if we could persuade you to be on our side, that wouldn't matter because we still have to persuade the, the people.
1: That is correct.
3: And the other two orc clans, correct?
1: Yes. There is the silver vein, the wing shadow... And the Tusker tribes. And the
4: Tusker tribes are
1: compromised. Currently, yes. But perhaps a rock spire champion could change their mind, but (laughs) it is foolish to attempt.
2: So then let me ask you this. If we were to persuade the people, does that mean we've persuaded you?
1: Yes, it would. If I were to sign these papers and have you walk out our allies, the people would simply rise against me. Like I said, you might get a select few who find this to be a good idea. But, overall, it is not a wise decision on our people's part. But, if you had and became a Rockspire champion, you may turn many, many more ears to your cause. So it Mm. sounds
2: like what you're saying is there's just no way we could possibly persuade the people. Like, you have no suggestions, there's no options, there's just nothing you can think of.
3: I mean, I think if we did the whole rock spire thing, how do we do that? Is it like an obstacle course or something?
0: Do you have to be an orc to do that? Or in laughs. (laughs) Obstacle course.
3: Pretty good at that, the whole obstacle course thing.
0: No ladders,
1: though. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. This would be the first time outsiders attempted, but you do at least have Janessa here. vouch for you you and your group well i guess you would qualify if that's what you're asking and he he kind of turns around and goes back to like carving mushrooms and eating them okay as much as you're saying
2: that we shouldn't try it also really sounds like you're telling us to try yeah
1: we're definitely gonna try it
3: dude
4: you keep bringing it up over and over again
3: we're doing it where is it
4: Janessa's like, this actually sounds really exciting. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm gonna follow your play, whatever you want to do. Do you think you can do
1: it? You guys got my back. Like, it sounds dangerous, oh, yeah. but like, you want to try it?
3: You kidding? Dangers is right? the rowdy way. That's all we do. A
2: rowdy. I, are yep. we?
0: Are we all trying out to be a Rockspire champion, or can only I might as well it? give it a
4: shot?
2: Yeah,
1: I want to be the I'll... very best. Like uh, no one ever was. Me too. Janessa mm-hmm. mm-hmm. steps forward. Then it is decided, we will be Rockspire champions, and she yeah. like puts yeah. her yeah. hands akimbo. We all jump up and, <laughs> starting
4: today, we are Rockspire champions. And the
1: king, the king's just like face palm and, and shaking his head.
4: <laughs> hey everyone. Taylor here again, stopping by to bring you another mid-roll. Today I decided to drop in on the old Goose's Gourd, the tavern in Westwick where the Rowdy Boys met for the very first time back in Season 1. Fun fact, all those minstrels on stage over there are just a bunch of my shadow clones. (laughs) Yeah, one of the perks of creating your own world full of all these people is that we get to pop in from time to time and have a drink. Speaking of... I gotta get this guy's attention. Hey, uh, excuse me. Hey, yeah. Over here. Uh, hey. Hey there. What can I get for you? Uh, an Amber's scent if you got it. Excellent choice, mate. That's my personal favorite as well. Though you gotta catch it while it's here, because the stuff from the Lock Island sells out quicker than anything else we've ever carried. Luckily for you, though, we just got a few barrels in yesterday. Yes! Thank the spirits. (laughs) Yep. Well, I'm going to go put in that order, and I'll be right back. Thanks. Oh, and some lime, too, please. Ah, he didn't hear me. Oh, anyway, you know the stuff. Andrew is our DM, Colin is Kalloon, Brad is Rory, Micah is Telnius, and me, Taylor, is Ias. Sound effects by Darren Pegram and the Chasm Quest theme song by Sam Anderson. If you lovely, beautiful angels want to help support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash chasmquest. And depending on what level you join, you can have access to all kinds of bonus material. In fact, I just got done putting together a second half of our Lock Island adventure where we hunted down the feathered king in the middle of a wild tropical storm. I also found an old live show that we completely forgot about and uh you know i just went ahead and got that one all ready for everybody too once again you can listen to these bonus episodes and much much more at patreon.com slash if you'd like to help out support the show in other ways leave us a rating and review on apple podcast ratings and reviews help out tons and help spread the word of chasm quest and we cannot be more grateful And if you leave us a review but are having trouble finding the words, just tell us about a funny thing your pets do. These are the things that we want to hear about. And if you do wind up leaving a review, we will give you a shout-out right here on the show. This week, we'd like to give thanks to Dan underscore $34,567 and Demonic Pride out of Australia. Thank you, thank you to both of you. Our hearts belong to you and only you. Speaking of Australia... Hey, all right, here's your drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Speaking of Australia, if you're looking for some incredible dice sets, then look no further than Roll With Advantage Dice out of Melbourne, Australia. The dice are fantastic, and there are tons of super awesome sets. I mean... They've got swirled dice, they've got layered dice, a line of beautiful different pride flag dice. And it looks like they're even doing these really cool acrylic D&D animal pens now. And I gotta say, Sam and and the Roll with Advantage team sent us a care package with a large assortment of different sets. And they are spectacular. Last night I even played with two sets of theirs. And I rolled like 320s and I don't think I rolled below an 8. So yeah, I approve this message. And go to rollwithadvantage.com.au, because, you know, Australia, and get your set today. Oh, by the way, we, uh, we just lined up a new way of receiving funds with Ko-Fi. If y'all want to buy us a coffee or a brew of any sort, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash chasmquest. And you can keep us awake, full of caffeine, and constantly working to get these episodes out to you, beautiful listeners. I mean, seriously, look, I'm going to lay it out online and let you know. That you complete us, dear listener. You keep us running with your support. And we get such a boost from just knowing y'all got our backs in a pinch. If we ever get into a rowdy 1950s do- up street battle, we know just who to call. Also, we could really use the coffee and the tea, baby. And, of course, speaking of coffee, if you're looking for a good deal on coffee, just come talk to your boy, because I got the hookup over at found familiar coffee that's right if you haven't heard it found familiar coffee is an amazing coffee brand that makes the coolest DD themed assortment of different coffee blends and personally as an artist myself i'm a sucker for labels and each label comes with a fantastic piece of art on the package these are made by the amazing artists in the DD community all on the internet And it looks like they have quite a few different blends that I haven't even seen before, like False Life and Spare the Dying, which is sold out. And I can probably guess why, because this stuff is life juice. If you want to get your hands on some of these beautiful blends with beautiful artworks, check out foundfamiliar.com. And for additional 10% off of your order, use promo code STAYROWDY at checkout. Then you can stay awake much longer and listen to Chasm Quest that's foundfamiliar.com promo code stay rowdy ah. now that that is all settled I am just going to sit here relax unwind listen to our friends over at Four Orbs podcast and then back to the rest of the show see ya Hey listeners, my name is Dave Cole and I'm the dungeon master and host of a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called...
1: Ah, Wait, Dave,
3: say no more. They'll be enchanted by one of my songs and then they'll be hooked.
4: No, they want to hear about how we slay great beasts.
2: No, they want to hear about magic and sorcery and spellcasting.
1: They will listen for the story, the rich history, the lore... Or we can just roll the dice and let fate decide. You're right. If you haven't listened to the four orbs
4: yet, find us at www.fourorbs.org or whatever podcast app you use.
1: Your group has now joined Prince Orin, leading a small caravan. He and his warriors riding lizard mounts while one giant lizard drives the wagon forward. You five are seated in the back of the wagon as you navigate through and out of the cave system using the Sky Maw Pass. After miles of traveling in this way, you finally come out of the cavern system into a forest. Once outside, Orin orders his troops to remove your shackles. We've sent word ahead to the Wing Shadow tribe that a group of outsiders are going to be attempting the challenge they protect the only passage to their sacred mountain rockspire which is the tallest peak of the crags they have already placed bets on how many of you will die um oh, is can it we too late yeah yeah
3: can yeah, i get is in on it too late that? to get in on that well, yeah what are what are the odds like 10 to 1 or
1: Look, you're gonna have to talk to them when we get there.
2: Because this is brilliant. Because if we die, we can't use the money
4: anyway.
1: Yeah, I've got forty gold on half of us surviving. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you guys can make whatever betting system you want between yourselves. Janessa's like, "Are you guys? Are you serious? You want? No, none of us should die. Well, that's That's what I'm gonna bet on. That
4: just means like two and a half of us will live. It's like life insurance." So I bet I
3: that, <laughs> I bet that one of us is expendable, and I like look at her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like life insurance. You don't want to have
1: to use it, but it's nice to
2: have just in case.
1: Right. <laughs> right. She's and doing the math on her fingers, and she's like, "Hey!" And she punches <laughs> Telnius. We're just having goofs.
0: Can you imagine how great the odds are for all of us surviving? That's what I was going to place bets on. Yeah, yeah no, I wasn't. Ooh. Me too. Just to be I safe. Was.
2: Uh-huh. I'm gonna place a bet
4: that none of us survive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, let's oh, cover yeah, all bases. Two different here. bets.
0: Yeah,
4: we'll bet that half <laughs> of us die, and then we'll bet that all of us live.
0: Yeah, hey. and 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 Rory for some reason is gonna bet that all of us die. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure how he's gonna cash in on that afterwards, but you know.
4: Well, just in case. That's true, and then the money you win will go to the little guy back home. That'll be great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want to put Lady Britt. I mean, my
2: sister and my nephew on. The um, payment system Oh perfect Little yeah. RJ
0: That's a great yeah. idea What a great idea
2: Okay Yeah so, I like the way This is <clears> going <throat> So if things start To look rough And we it, we end up On the brink of death Like it's okay
1: Yeah Oh uh, uh, yeah okay. So I,
0: I asked the prince So is it possible For us to get in on this Before we uh go to this thing
1: so the wagon has already like continued after the shackles have been taken off of you like you guys have been arguing back and forth about this <laughs> about this bet and he just says look I don't think any of you are gonna live so I've already placed my bets and uh, I will connect you with the person when we get there deal
4: oh perfect, perfect.
1: seeing that this is very important to you all yeah, you yeah. yeah. if masochist. we're being real about
4: this I'm gonna bet that we're all gonna live yeah, me too. Yeah,
2: you know, a second thought I think I'm gonna b- bet the same thing. Well, mm-hmm. maybe at least that four of us are gonna live. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, at least it no, looks
0: good. Yeah. Just to have a safety net there. Uh yeah. And I mean you'll learn very quick about us, Prince. Like, we're not your conventional heroes. Boys. And I start to uh do spirit
3: <gasps> fingers. Oh, here we go. Yep. Spin- Spir- Spir-
4: Spir- 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 fingers. Spirit fingers.
2: Jellyfish, Jellyfish?
4: Jellyfish. nostril nostrils, I, 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 I feel I, 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 feel I feel m- s- rowdy in the air. <laughs> I started messing it up now too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rowdy in the air. What? what? was that? Janessa was like rowdy in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yes. no, at the end, but it was like way off. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> like,
2: Janessa. All right, yeah, Janessa, you're into it. I give her nostril yeah. a big old slurp. Yeah, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, me next. Come here.
1: Wait, can can I actually learn this this with you? It's this really is actually really cool. It's really yeah. not
3: that complex, It's literally you saw okay. the whole thing. It's,
4: yeah, you're right. Let's do it again. We'll include right. Janessa this time. Ready? Okay. Spirit, 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 fingers, spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. Jellyfish. Jellyfish. jellyfish, jellyfish, jellyfish lick, lick the, the, not- the nostril. The nostril uh, uh, Bend uh, Down. Uh, a little bit.
3: Oh. All right. I, and now. And I smell I feel I feel something, something rowdy, yeah. rowdy yeah. in the
4: air. It's I feel something oh. rowdy in the air, but the trick is you get it wrong every time. Yeah. That's, I, the, that's the joke.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I like
2: it. Oh, it's man. It's is... good to be around you guys. And you too, Janessa. Uh huh. Yes. And you too, Prince Orso. Orson. Yeah. <laughs> Orzo.
0: Or like the rice. Orin. Or the, I believe the pasta. Orin. Is it okay if we just call you Prince O? Prince-O-Face? Prince-O. prince Prince-O. <laughs> prince o. Prince o. You know what? Okay. It's That's it so does so funny? It no longer matters if it's okay. That's probably what we're going to end up calling you from now what on. What up,
2: Prince-O? Hey, Prince-O. Hey,
4: prince, o. <laughs> hey, prince o. That
2: kind
0: of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? I like that. He's,
1: he's riding so far ahead at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's just like, oh, my God, I tried. Yeah. And Janessa's like, yeah, the, the body girls, they, they they have a handshake, but we just say, hey, haughty body, and then we high five. Oh. That's and not then, bad either.
0: No, yes. it sounds to me like you all have spent too much time on trying to create legislation and trying to make the world better <laughs> and not enough time on the aesthetics of the body girls. He's No, he's, he's right. You, you work yeah. on the aesthetics. Everything else follows behind. That's, That's right.
4: Oh God, right. You're, exactly. yep. you're
1: right. And she starts, like, making a note, like, work on handshake for body girls.
3: Change. Step one, change handshake. Step two, change world.
1: But mm-hmm. <laughs> Step three, but you can't, save, save
3: you
2: the can't handshake, the, save the world. You can't do the lick the nostril thing. That's ours. You're going to have to lick
0: some other right. body part. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> body part, get it? However, if you need notes, feel free to ask. <laughs>
1: Janessa's just like squinting uh, beneath her the black makeup that covers her eyes like trying to make her look really cool but she's just at this point like what are these people (laughs) these guys are so weird so after a few more miles of traveling in the wagon and coming up with new handshake ideas for the body girls, you realize that you're actually going through and past the Midwood Forest. You're beginning to kind of like ascend up the mountain that you're kind of at the foot of to the left, but to the right you're, you're watching the forest as you're kind of like slowly rising on this pass. A valley begins at the north as you ascend, and you can now see out for miles. At the end of Midwood, there is a stark contrast of sun-baked, leafless branches. This is the beginning of Deadwood. Beyond it, healthy trees spring up again. That is the Heart Cleave Forest. And Janessa kind of sees it and uh, looks out longingly toward the three forests. What are you looking at? She turns to Aias and she's like, well, that up there, that's, um, that's the Hart Cleve Forest where I was found. It's been a long time since I've seen it.
4: How long would you say?
1: I was at Octocrag when I was raised and I tried visiting once when I was 12 or so, but uh, I didn't get th- too far before I was brought back home. Uh, Since then, I've always kind of been drawn to it, but also scared to return.
4: I guess you don't have many memories of that place.
1: No, just the stories that have been relayed to me. How I was found, and the the altar that I was on.
3: Yeah, I gotta say, that's weird. That's a weird story.
1: Mm. Yeah, strange beginnings for this one.
4: Glad you didn't get sacrificed or whatever. That would have been
0: awful. Yeah, I
1: hey. would have been. I hope none of you have had a would have had a bet against me.
0: <laughs> nope. De- no, definitely not. No, we Certainly most not. likely we would never have known you existed. So.
3: Yeah. No, I've got a rule. I don't bet on babies.
1: Wait, did you guys? What'd you guys decide? Did you bet that I would live or die? Huh? Uh, What's that, guys? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we were you know, we Did just... you say something? Yeah. <laughs> And the the wagon takes a dramatic turn, like on on the cliff, and you guys kind of jostle a bit into each other, and and you guys quickly change the subject. Uh. <laughs> As you guys keep riding forward, Prince Orin, uh, on the rest of the way, he kind of tracks back and and he says, uh, "You guys are just fools for trying this. The bird does not give her eggs easily." I had learned that the hard way.
3: Wait, I just realized we have never been told what exactly the trial to become a whatever rock
4: person Death's is. Spiral. Yeah. Rocks well, by a champion. What is what is the trial?
1: As you ask that, Telnius, you guys kind of go around one last bend where there is a wooded nook tucked <laughs> into the mountain. There <sighs> is the faint sound of music through the trees. You then see colorful banners, flags, and tents. As you approach the Wing Shadow tribe, the orcs in airy cloths with purple and bluish-hued skin line up at the road entrance to cheer on your troop, and Oren is just like, "What the hell is this about?
4: This is a weird change of pace."
1: Hmm. The crowds are screaming out. Kalun and Janessa understand they're screaming. Janessa, a new champion! The outsiders attempt the challenge! As the music and laughter and dancing all swell up as your wagon goes amidst the crowds, obviously uh, the lizard becomes jittery as it's leading your wagon through the crowds, and Oren is kind of like trying to wave to the people uh, and his warriors stay close to you all. Large, colorful feather fans... Magenta, turquoise, pink, and orange are all used in the dances to make wind blow up chaotically throughout the crowds. Some of the dancers come close and throw gusts of wind over your group. Oren coughs and shoves one of the dancers aside as he dismounts his lizard and stops the wagon for you all to begin walking. The crowds laugh and cheer even harder. Attendants take the mounts and the wagon to their stables. There seems to be a festival here welcoming these outsiders who wish to attempt the Rockspire champion. And uh I guess we'll just get a little festival montage <laughs> really quick. Uh do, how do you, how are you guys like responding like uh, yeah.
3: yeah I am going ham. I love the feathers. I'm dancing. I imagine it's like uh what is like uh what is the party in Brazil? Uh Carnival. The festival? Yeah. Or festival. I thought it was carnival,
4: but it might be festival.
1: Yeah, it's a very vibrant, colored. Everyone's just singing and dancing and drinking. So Telnius is going ham.
4: Yeah, and I'm definitely like, if there's any food nearby, I'm just having everyone bring me as much food as possible. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, There's actually. um, Yeah. There's tons of food. There's roast boar. There is, like, large fruits, plums and pears. And there's actually a thick fermented mango juice. And it is the (sighs) tri-celebratory drink that roughly translates to yolk sauce.
4: Mm, Nice.
1: (laughs) Janessa, give me some more of that yolk sauce. Janessa's kind of hesitant at first, but then she's like, okay. As someone runs up and puts on top of her head a crown of feathers, she's like, whoa. Oh. um, Does it? Does it look good?
4: Yeah, it looks great. How do I get one of
1: those? She hands you, like, three uh, wooden tankards of mango juice. I don't know what to do with all these.
4: Oh, here we go. And I hug all three, and I just walk off with them (laughs) in my
1: arms. Yeah, like, two are handed to Janessa as soon as you walk away. Like, the crowds are just surrounding you. They kind of make a circle around you, but some come in. They're throwing uh, gifts at you like branches <gasps> and feathers and um, all sorts of, of fun things.
4: These right. are amazing branches. Uh, any gold?
1: <laughs> no gold. I'm, How big are these feathers? They're rather large to make up these you know, large fans that, that kind of sweep up the audience. Like one particular dance uh, includes two people, each of them holding one of the fans. Uh, as one dancer goes in the middle and it seems as if she takes flight every now and again wearing a headdress and, and these wings mm. and dancing back and forth. I see if... I, I
2: want to look around to see if I can find... Like, I want to get one of those same outfits for myself.
1: Ooh, nice. Yeah, they they quickly come up and adorn you with two of the fans. Like, you're able to get two of them and put them on as wings. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Wings. Watch this. (laughs) I try
2: and practice and jump up in the air and flap my wings.
1: Okay, give me an athletics check.
2: (laughs) Do you say anything? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Hold on, hold on.
1: Up, up, (laughs) up, and away. (laughs) <laughs> Rory flies off into the sunset. And that's
2: that's the end of the Rory art.
1: <laughs> he goes back to
2: Denshire. Yeah. So that's finally be, became an eagle. That's going to be a seventeen.
1: You're actually able to launch off the ground about five feet and like kind of glide back down. And everyone's like cheering and and freaking Dang, out. That's like two Rorys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. I want to I want to grab all the branches that have been tossed our direction and collect them into a giant pile, and then I tell everybody to stand back, and I'm like, all right, watch this. And I pull out Vanessa, and I just slash forward, and a, and a burst of flames just heads straight for the pyre of, of branches and ignites in a large show of flames. Yeah, oh, they're cool.
1: all very am- amused. But right before, some of the <laughs> kids were like, The nest. He builds the nest in orcish, and then as soon as you light it a flame, they (laughs) scream and run away.
0: (laughs) 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 So during all this, Kalloon is playing his bagpipes and just kind of joining in with the music, and at the very start of all this of all this talk about festivals, I rolled a performance check of twenty five. Now I can re-roll that if you want, but I'd rather keep it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. No, keep it, go ahead and re roll it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I give them advantage against it because you are a dwarf, and the bagpipes are the instrument that a lot of dwarves had during the Orcish Wars. Like, it's traditional, mm. and these are Ivan Barley Barrel's bagpipes. So, oh, they Ivan. are clapping along, but you see half of the crowd kind of just like cringe a little bit and, and begin to walk away. So I'm not winning anybody over to my side? There's a small crowd that does surround and and enjoy the music you're playing and they're fascinated by the instrument and you can tell they're kind of the more younger crowd. The older crowds definitely, or the older ones in uh, the crowds kind of shied away and and, and were maybe even more confused than, than anything else. And okay. it's less about your performance and more about just history between dwarves and orc.
0: Nice. So I during all this I give advantage to all five of us.
1: Nice. Nice. That's inspo. could Should have the xylophone, man. <laughs> 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 Missed opportunity. So actually during the celebration all of you roll me insight checks. Uh, two. Uh, one.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, four.
4: Um, 18.
0: Nice. Oh, good. Because I doubled Rory's, and then I Aya's doubled mine, and then Micah
1: just got an 18. <laughs> so, that actually works really well with what's happening. I mean, Kaluun, you're really into your performance. Rory, you're literally flapping and flying. Like... <laughs> You know, for the first time since you used your shield to grow wings, like, this is a moment for Rory. <laughs> you just keep running back and forth and gliding down and, and cawing. Uh, and Aias is just going ham on this yolk sauce, the mango <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fermented juice, and <laughs> getting very, very tipsy very quickly. So you all are, are just enjoying the festivities. Tell us so you had maybe jumped in first, you know, quicker than the rest, and you were dancing. When you kind of become winded from dancing so much, you kind of look around and you see whatever crowds, whatever orcs of the crowds not closest to the rowdy boys, you can kind of hear them murmuring to each other. And yeah, Janessa's also she's she's drinking. She's trying to keep up with Ayas with how many uh, mango <laughs> nice. juices he drinks. Yeah. Maybe not realizing it was spiked at first.
4: We're in competition, and I'm like smacking them down upside down in front of her, and I'm stacking them like a pyramid. And
1: she's just like, <laughs> oh, 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 "I gotta." <laughs> yeah, you she's sh- she's catching up, and then like you you get one. Uh, over her, and she just punches your pyramid. No, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I worked so hard on that. Four <laughs> more over here. <laughs> and Janessa falls out of her chair. And tell me, as you're you're kind of like looking around, seeing all these different scenes, but those who are not wi- amongst the crowd, you're kind of hearing them murmur to each other. What you're gaining from the rest of the audience is that. They're seeing you guys more as a spectacle rather than having confidence in you. It seems like a form of entertainment for them.
3: Oh, like they they're laughing at us and
1: yeah, like they're laughing at you not with you kind right. of thing. You surmise from the groups and just what people are uh, how they're behaving toward each other. They don't expect you all to survive. This challenge. Hmm. Yeah, and I will say as well, uh, Kaloon, you have the option to call upon Nox and uh, Fidelma for any information hmm. um, about the Way Shadow Tribe. And you can do this at, at any point, obviously.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that is probably something I would do, but I would probably do it around all of the Rowdy Boys so we can just ask for information from Nox.
1: Yeah, because as the the line Telnius said before you got in here was like, what is this challenge?
0: <laughs> yeah, and nobody answered him, so <laughs> it's, got, right. it's got something to do with a bird, we think. So, yeah, I'll gather up as many of the Rowdy Boys as I can uh, after I'm done playing. I don't know how long that is, maybe a couple hours or so.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll say the festivities go on. You got there midday, mm-hmm. and the festival starts to kind of taper off a little bit. Like, there's still a large amount of people partying and celebrating your arrival, but overall, you guys get this opportunity to kind of come together and maybe get a little bit more of a game plan. Cool, cool, cool. So, So guys,
3: I I still have no idea what the
4: hell we're supposed to do. Do you guys? Well, I mean, they said something about retrieving an egg, right? So, I imagine, find a bird. There's an egg there. Bring it back.
0: Whatever. I do know who we can ask. I speak the words and so. call. And call
1: Knox. <laughs> I Prince Orin so. so. <laughs> just is like, he gives a half look over his shoulder and then he flips you all the bird, no pun intended, as he walks away. What does that
0: mean in this community? Yeah, it's probably a compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably so. Uh, yeah, I, I understand Orkish. It means that he likes us.
2: Oh, nah. good. Nice.
0: Thought so. <laughs> People have been giving you that symbol for years, huh, Call? I. <laughs> Some of
1: my closest uh, friends. <laughs> we'll say that as you as you speak the words to summon Nox, like a little he he like half appears out of the weapon, like his upper torso comes up, like, oh, hey guys, whoa, cool party going on. I. Where's my invite? Well, you, you weren't, um, but we would like to ask
0: you a question. We're about to do the, the Rock Spider Challenge in order to become um, uh, Rock Spider Champions. Uh,
1: what is that? Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, this was a challenge that was put up by some of the first orcs, some of the ancient orcs in the Wing Shadow tribe, huh. which is a peaceful tribe, but... They used to worship this bird, and in fact, descendant from the rock bird, which is a gargantuan being, a huge monstrosity, uh, looks a lot like that. And he's pointing at Rory's eagle tattoo. Nice. Ah, oh, perfect. Just add a lot more color, and it—that's it, it, but times a thousand size. Okay. Well, they basically worshipped this bird in ancient times, and the bird gave them gifts. The Wingshadow, they used to ride these magical beasts called the Griffins, which were part bird and part lion and could transport them over many miles. That was not until the Orcish Wars when the Wingshadow tribe tried to refuse to go to war and the Tusker tribes betrayed them and killed many of whatever was left of the griffin mounts. But the whole worshipping the rock bird still kept on with their clan. Uh, This specific challenge, though, will have you go to the very top of Rockspire Mountain, and he kind of like points behind this tucked-in village and there is a cliff and as far as you can see, this mountain goes up and you are at kind of a quarter way up this mountain range, right? Like you can see out to the valleys, to the east, but Mm -hmm. all to the west is, and north and south, is just these massive mountain ranges. He says, this is the tallest peak in all of the crags. It is not easy to even get to the top. But once there, the champion is to retrieve an egg from the rock's nest. If they can bring it back down off the mountain to the village, they then drink the yolk inside and become the rock spire champion.
0: Mm. Okay, uh, how big is this egg?
1: Mm, about the size of your noggin. Oh, okay, that's not huh. bad.
3: So is that, is that must be where yolk sauce comes from, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's their way of uh, celebrating that it's their own mimicry of of what the yolk actually is. I don't think the yolk will taste as good, though.
2: Yolk sauce sounds like a really bad cocktail they'd serve at a comedy club. Oh right. my god, <laughs> Yolk sauce.
1: <song. laughs> Drink y- your yolk sauce, tip your waiters. Damn. The yolk factory. <laughs> uh, Knox gives one final piece of info. He's like, I gotta get back to <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> yeah. Raid. No, I'm sure you're right doing in the middle of a r- crazy important. game of Caverns and Serpents, uh. <laughs> two-player. Feel free to
4: hang out and party.
1: Uh, you know, like Coloon said, I wasn't invited. I, uh, yeah. hey, I can't really drink or eat anything, so calm down. No, yeah, the more the merrier. What's wrong? I don't want to. What I'll what I'll leave you with is that these these folks, the Wing Shadow, they are expert climbers. And those who climb the Sacred Mountain are named scalers. You'll want to find one of them for your journey. They also have, uh, cool wing constructs, as your friend has found, and he points at Rory again, that, uh, imitate flight. Those who can master this are called gliders.
3: Hmm. Scalers, gliders, rock champions. Got it.
1: Yep, that's about all I can give. Uh, Good luck, and his ghostly hand pats at Kallun's shoulder and sucks back in. One last question. Oh, and his head pops out <laughs> like the genie.
2: <laughs> Have you ever heard
1: of anybody who's
2: successfully done this challenge?
1: Oh, yeah. Croc Silvervane. Him becoming leader was how he united all three tribes to join his war.
2: Makes sense.
1: Any, any tips on how he did it? He was a beast of an orc. Taller, larger, smarter than any that had come before. Aye. The rock could stand no chance in front of that warrior.
0: Hmm. Well, we are rowdy of uh, boys, so we're going to do it, too.
1: And Nox is like, where are they placing bets again? <laughs> and then he disappears.
0: You really try your hardest, Kallun.
3: You know that? It's, I, oh,
1: thanks, it's, Delia. It's
3: nice.
0: Oh, and Ias, and listen, I don't want to just hold my weapon out for the entire party. 'Cause I need to keep it together to keep them out. So it was kinda awkward trying to tell him why he had to stay in the weapon. Why? Look, just trust me on this. He's fine. It's like a Pokemon. They're 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 at peace within the within the weapon.
4: I don't know, but it looks like everybody's giving us the weird eye now that they've seen us talking to a ghost.
0: That's true, but they were treating us weird before anyway, according to uh, <laughs> Telnius, so
4: I don't think so.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I guess I just mentioned it to Kowloon, but everyone was just kind of eyeing us weird, like murmuring in the back—not not the ones directly next to us, but the ones kind of further away. I kind of get the feeling none of them expect us to survive. Like, really
2: think we're gonna die?
4: That might play to our advantage.
2: Yeah, here's the thing: I've never died yet, so I don't think I'm going to this time.
4: I've died. That's true. I—I've only died twice. <laughs> I've only died maybe twice, too.
1: I don't remember.
0: Maybe three times. Third time's the charm. <laughs> hey, Prince-o, and I, I call for Prince Oren.
1: He's just, like, going in on, like, a big old turkey leg, and he's just, like, waving, like, what? <clears throat> what?
0: Uh, do you know whether we can find a scaler and a glider?
1: I, I don't know what good a glider would do up there, but I think we can arrange for a scaler to help you up the mountain.
2: Oh, great. That was easy. Well, great. Uh, you can't think of any reason why when we're climbing up a sharp precipice, we would want to learn how to use these gliding wings.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, we could definitely use that to get back down.
0: Yeah, don't worry. I can just touch you all and then touch myself, and we can just glide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, God. I would, uh, yeah, the I gliders,
2: would prefer you not to
4: touch yourself, <laughs> Kahlun, please. Definitely don't touch me. <laughs>
1: Before, during, or after. (laughs) Oren says, look, the gliders, they trained their entire lives to master that. I don't think handing off these giant wings while you're trying to climb a mountain will do you any good. I assure you of that.
4: Yeah, it sounds like it's a pain to carry.
1: Yeah, it can be. You actually might want to look around for, do you all have climbing kits or anything? Something that'll help you all get up there? I I don't know why I'm trying to help you out, but... I've got you know, a grappling hook.
0: Uh, you're just a nice guy. I also have a grappling hook. <laughs> Proudly I have a grappling hook.
1: <laughs> I really want the bird to tear you apart, so I guess you gotta get up to the top of the mountain first. So Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, how about this? I I go look for a scaler for y'all and you guys look for some climbing equipment. Deal. Name? Deal.
0: You sounds like you have yourself a deal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we do that. We go find climbing equipment,
1: and Janessa (laughs) helps you. um, And between Janessa and Kallun, she is going to help.
0: (laughs) I'd I'd say Telnia should spot us. He has a ton of money.
1: Yeah, let's see. Janessa rolled a persuasion, and she's probably got a plus twelve. No. It's Janessa. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like her character is
0: really good at persuasion.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she has a plus zero, but she still rolled a 17, which is nice. Nice. She actually pulls out some extra leather bracers that she has within her equipment and is able to make a really good trade. And she gets half of you climbing equipment, each of you to kind of like split amongst yourself. So these are ropes, pythons. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Python, Or yeah. pitons. Or pitons. Python. Carabiners. Uh, pitons. Carabiners. <laughs>
4: pitons. Chalk.
1: Free solo. Oh, it's piton. <laughs> it's a piton. And so these are a collection of ropes and pitons for you to use to... <laughs> I should say... It sounded like pecans. <laughs> <laughs> they they give you a pie. bunch of... A piton pie. <laughs> uh, they give you a series of ropes and pitons to climb this mountain. So... After 20 or 30 more minutes of kind of wandering around, you finally come across Prince Orin. He's kind of waving over you guys over to what seems to be some kind of animal compound.
0: Um, what do you got over here?
1: I... All right, it's, uh, it's time to meet your guide. Okay. So the crowds kind of wave and chant as a send-off for your group. Like, they see you pulling away from the center of town more towards this compound, And they continue to celebrate loudly and drunkenly in the background. Oren brings you to this beautiful farm-like area, more tucked in closer to the mountain. There's a cliffside that shows the southern end of the settlement. And before it is a large pen. There are massive tufts of white fur buying from behind the fence. One hits its head against the wood near the group. A slight crack forms in the wooden fence post and peering between two boards is a very large yellow goat's eye. <laughs> 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 and Oren Oren says, "Oh, hello Nika. I have a group of outsiders here for you to escort up the rock spire if you will." And so coming out of the pen leading a giant goat is an orc woman she has a high ponytail of black hair light purple skin with dark blue freckles on her face she has feathers that adorn her leather armor all a myriad of colors and some light yellow dust almost like pollen that coats her eyes to emphasize her cheekbones she stands at six foot seven and has a very muscular build She weighs no less than 280 pounds or 56 stones, if you want to get technical. (laughs) She looks your group over and says, hmm, they don't look like much.
0: Um, rude. Yeah, that was was uncalled for. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, what are your names? I guess that is important if we're going to survive this trek. You know, like, you're going to scream out my name. Hey, Nika, help! And I'll be like, sorry, and she points to Kowloon first.
0: My she, name is Kowloon, the entertainer.
1: Uh, she points to the guy with a hammer as, for a hand.
0: And I, I hold
3: the hammer up,
1: am Telnius, Bishop of Trailand.
4: Dun-dun-dun! That was a nice pose.
1: And at, <laughs> at that, at that, one of the goats starts eating at her hair, and she's like, Ren, enough! <laughs> Ugh. Okay, uh, how about you? Make it quick. And she points to the white-haired elf.
4: My name is Aya champion of the Sandalwood Forest.
1: <laughs> Soon to be rocks by a champion, too, I guess.
4: Yeah, you're damn right.
1: <laughs> okay. And uh, you, little one.
2: Rory the Hammer Kilganon,
1: a.k.a. Lil Ari Harbinger of Death. Very scary. Very impressive. And, uh, and she kind of like slicks back her ponytail, and she's like, uh, and you. She's looking at Janessa, and Janessa kind of steps forward. Oh, um, <clears throat> yes, I, I am Janessa. I, um, of the silver vein, and, uh, yeah, me and this group, we're gonna do it. <laughs> okay, all right, well, hello, I am Nika, a scaler. I grew up learning how to climb these cliffs with nothing but my bare hands. But since time is of the essence, we will be riding these guys. And she pats one of the large goats, big horns, will take us up to the spire. Uh, should only take three days, one and a half going up, and then back down. Y'all brought food and water? I hope yep, so. Yep. I, totally, yes.
4: totally did. Yeah, I got a little leftover from the festival.
1: Oh, nice, yeah. Smart. Uh, make sure you stuff a few rolls in your purse. And uh, climbing gear, you guys got that?
4: We do, yes. Kind of. Yes. We could use more, honestly. We have enough for half of us. <laughs>
1: I'm picturing it as a cartoon in my mind, like kind of. And you're like all twisted up in the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> it sure, was only yeah. kind of funny. We'll we'll move on. <laughs> she then introduces, she says, uh, this is Wren. This is my big horn. And uh, let's bring out some of the other ones. And she's like, and more of these giant rams are kind of coming through. She's like, that's Rockhead. That's Egghead. That's Vosk. That's Thrasher and that's Basher. Pick one that uh, likes you, I suppose.
0: I call it Thrasher. Rockhead. I, I want Basher. Uh, I guess I get Vosh then.
1: Uh, Varsk. V a r s k. What I say? Off on the wrong foot. <laughs> 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 and Janessa takes Rockhead. Hey, why are they called big horns? These giant rams have ginormous uh, horns that, like, kind of curl and spiral. At least three times before ending.
0: Yeah, the question stands.
1: <laughs> Nika's just like, did, did, did Nika say that? Because <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's because uh, of the uh, big horns.
0: Ah, that 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 makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we should be off. We are losing daylight. You guys ready? I'm ready. Aye. I- All right, so you guys uh, mount up. There are saddles and reins on these creatures. And um, as you begin to ride away, give me animal handling checks. And if you don't, just give me a charisma check.
3: Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) I got a 19. Nice. I got a 1. Oh, no. 12.
4: Okay, that's a 16.
1: Nice. Yeah, if you got over 10... Your animal is agreeable If you got over 15 Your bighorn is You're kind of hitting it off Like you're vibing oh, with this yeah. Basher with and this, I
3: dude. dude Basher and I are
4: really but Vajiving <laughs> v- 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 <laughs> Me and Thrasher have this cool little Like I lean over the saddle and kind of like Bash my forehead on his yeah. forehead Yeah
1: Nice. Nice. Oon <laughs> bringing up the rear as uh-huh. this thing is just straight up trying to buck you off. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> so roll me a deck save. Yeah. I, I'm
0: trying to wrap my arms around its horns to keep myself from falling off. Play it a song. Uh, my deck save is a 15.
1: Ooh, nice. You're able to stay on. But quickly, Janessa comes over and and she like is riding hers, and you're like barely able to stay on, but it's it's like a bucking bronco still. <laughs> and she's like, "Um, hey, Kalun, do you want to just you want to just double up on this one? You can ride in front, and uh, that might be easier for you." That sounds
0: like a great idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's actually going. <laughs> she's gonna um roll a strength check nice she got um yeah she got 18 she literally just grabs you by like the scruff and lifts you off and like places you in front of her (laughs) nice (laughs) and she grabs the reins uh over you as you guys begin to head toward the mountain pass Uh, as you guys leave the the prince uh the prince kind of relays a message as you guys are gathering together and forming rank to go up this pass. And he says, um, my team will remain here until we have a confirmation of whether you live or die.
4: How will you know if we die?
1: <laughs> well, Nika here will be able to uh, relay the information. I, I do not, uh, I do not doubt her abilities, but, uh, once we know that you're dead, then I can get on with my life.
0: Ah, uh, cool. Thanks, cool. prince cool.
1: Wish us luck. Yeah. He's, like, blowing kisses, like, sarcastically.
4: As we're leaving, I just extend a hand, and I'm just like, if we make it back, 100 gold. Yeah, me too.
1: I, he looks you in the eyes, and he he slaps your hand. He's like, all right, 100 gold. Deal. Nice. And uh, as you guys ride forward and kind of get further away from Prince Orin, he's kind of going back to the to the village. Janessa rides up to the group, and she's like, Uh, oh, Jeez, what a brick, right?
0: Yeah, real mm-hmm. stick
1: in
4: the mud. What's that about?
1: I don't know. I, I feel
0: like we're on the verge of winning him over, though.
2: You know, hmm. he likes to... Th- he puts off this vibe that he doesn't really like us, but you got to keep in mind, the the prince of the Silver Veined Orcs just escorted us all the way here. He must think oh, we're pretty true.
4: important. Yeah. Hmm. Or he just wants us to die quicker.
1: Hmm.
4: No, that's not it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he said that he had attempted this before. Uh, and it didn't go well, so maybe. Well, he when just we get back some... from
4: here successful, I don't think he's gonna like us anymore. He's gonna be mad at us for winning when he couldn't. Especially uh, when we like
2: really ooh. rub it in.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna do that.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. and we're uh, getting that hundred gold for sure.
4: For sure. <laughs> I don't know.
1: One of the best things about adventuring is uh, having shared trauma. So maybe that'll bring us closer. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe.
0: Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I suppose that. Yeah, we we could all agree with that. We we've had some shared trauma. As much as I hate to admit it, he seems like he can get pretty rowdy. Are you talking about Prince O? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we try to teach him the handshake, Janessa? Oh no, says. No, 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 no! Absolutely no, not, not yet. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, he he oh. he has to earn it. She gets beat red or or purple.
2: That was a one time <laughs> thing, Janessa. You're you're on thin ice, okay?
4: Yeah. Oh. Oh man. We let you in because we like you. I miss Selfie in silent. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that?
3: Yeah, so do we.
1: Huh? Yeah, who? Uh, Nika screams back. All right, uh, hold the reins tight, but not uh, too tight. Don't try to direct the rams. They know what to do. Just trust them. Stay low on the back and do not scream. Okie dokie? Uh, dokie. Okie dokie.
0: Yeah,
4: I scratch behind Thrasher's ear and I'm just like, you got this, buddy. Say, one of your rams is broken.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that one got back into the pen. It's fine. <laughs> or rather, we zo- it like zooms over to like this thing. It just keeps bucking like back and forth in front of the pen. It's like
0: glitching out.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. We got to reprogram that part. At that, um, just as you're done scratching behind the ear, Ias, all of the bighorn rams, they kind of take off at a, at a trot. And they are heading closer and closer onto this kind of single-file pass that leads up the mountain more. So the first third of the climb up the Rockspire Mountain takes you on typical wooded switchbacks. You scale and take a short rest on an overlook about 6,000 feet halfway up the mountain. The overlook camp is a simple shelter with a fire pit and basic survival supplies. There are a few instruments there, one that looks like a flute and a few drums, and there is also a war horn. This whole area kind of overlooks the valley between Midwood and Deadwood. The decay of trees is now very apparent and abrupt. And Nika is getting off her big horn and saying, yeah, that was a pretty good uh, ride, feeling a little winded. And the uh, sun is setting, so we should rest here before we continue up. Yeah, let's set up some camp. Yeah, sounds good to me.
0: Sure, sounds like a plan. Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. Cool, yeah, so you guys basically traveled a good six hours or so into the night.
4: Nice. I start pulling out some of the leftover food from the festival. Just very small portions. Nice. Are you sharing, I guess? Yeah, I think I brought enough for all of us for a couple of days. Oh, nice. Thank you. Have some of the boar's head. That's the best part. (laughs) The cheese wasn't so great.
0: I wasn't really into
4: that.
3: (laughs) Head cheese?
0: Yeah, the the head cheese. But it is it is all gluten free though. What's gluten?
1: <laughs> all all cheese is gluten free. Nika says.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Boar's Head
2: advertises it though. Oh, even even cheese sticks.
4: Well, I definitely got mm-hmm. some of these fruits too from all the fruits they use to make the yolk juice. Which wow, that pretty, stuff is amazing.
2: Pretty I, good, huh? Mm-hmm.
4: I'm practicing a little bit with my
2: uh, wingsuit.
1: Oh, nice. You brought it with you. Um, Yeah.
2: Well, unless I wasn't supposed to. I
1: was assuming I did. No. You totally can. Yeah, you could totally have uh, kept it. So uh, give me another athletics check. That's going to be a 20. Dang. You're able to practice this, and you are well on your way to being proficient with these strange, colorful wings. Ooh.
4: So I, like, go off to meditate and do my meditating thing, but I want to meditate Mm -hmm. with, like, with, like, Vanessa in my lap as, like, kind of a focus. And I've got my hands over top of Vanessa. And I just Vanessa want
2: Vanessa to... is the name of your sword. Uh-huh.
4: Vanessa's the name of my sword. And I just want to hold my hands over top of Vanessa while I'm meditating. And I just want to really focus on the connection between me and this blade.
1: Ooh, nice. Uh, give me a wisdom save. A save? That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. Um, Fifteen. During your meditation, your hands are over your blade, Vanessa. The warmth seems to emit, like warming your hands up on this mountain, because you are now, you know, Mm -hmm. well over 6,000 feet above sea level. It's pretty chilly up on this mountain. So just having your hands over the blade, you can feel the warmth. And just as you start to kind of get in tune with that, you feel kind of, a spark that comes back to almost like burns your hand like a small ember landed on it. The blade then suddenly goes cold and during your meditation you are subjected to a vision. There is a large ice-covered tree in the midst of a garden and Vanessa, your blade hangs in mid-air before the tree. Covered in ice, you're suddenly cold, there's snow on the ground and this platform seems to overlook the grey seas. There is nothing but grey dark skies above you and whipping winds terrorize your skin. You begin to reach toward Vanessa as it is glowing blue with cold magic as soon as you get close and you have to get on your tiptoes to reach up and your very edges of your fingers touch the hilt suddenly the blade twists it aims itself toward your chest and cuts into Uh. your sternum When you come to, stepping back a few feet, you see Isvanya, her blue eyes glowing, her white hair reaching nearly down to her knees as she is holding the other end of the blade, and she says, I can still see you, Ayas. my champion, my warrior. Fix that which you have broken, and I will give you the world. Suddenly, you are brought out of this vision. You are still sitting cross-legged with Vanessa over your lap, but the flames are burning. They do not harm you, though, as suddenly the flames go back down into the blade. What? What?